section five of a hypocritical romance and other stories this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. a hypocritical romance and other stories by caroline ticknor mr hurd's holiday no business to-morrow my dear mr hurd announced cheerfully to his better half as he stepped into the sitting-room and deposited several brown paper bundles upon one of the chairs why to be sure she responded brightening i had almost forgotten that it will be a holiday what are you going to do to celebrate i suppose that we might all go off somewhere for the day she concluded thoughtfully mr hurd shook his head there are a number of things about the house which i am intending to look into to-morrow it is only a few days ago that you were complaining that i was not more domestic so now i am going to turn over a new leaf i have come to the conclusion that we are constantly paying out money to incompetent workmen for little odd repairs that i could just as well do myself any man with brains and the proper tools at hand can turn off a good many dollars worth of work in his spare moments he went on as he removed the paper wrappings from the several bundles are you sure that you are feeling as well as usual theodore his wife inquired watching him in anxious astonishment while she recalled her many fruitless efforts in the past to awaken in him a desire to help about some slight household detail which sadly needed attention never better my dear he answered unrolling a bottle of glue and setting it upon the mantelpiece why do you ask well you see theodore it is such a new departure for you that i couldn't help wondering if well if what if anything were the matter if you were quite yourself you're not feverish are you theodore she concluded running her fingers over his forehead mr hurd smiled benignly as he produced a small can of paint and a brush which he set down next to the glue i'll tell you just how it happened my dear he said on my way downtown i overtook lovering and as we walked along together i asked him casually how he was going to celebrate to-morrow as i usually spend my holidays he replied in repairing and tinkering up things about the house and doing my best to freeze out the carpenter and the plumber besides sorting over old papers and putting things to rights that i seldom have a chance at after i left him i began to think how many holidays i had wasted when i might have been really accomplishing something and have had money in my pocket to boot i have reformed my dear he concluded opening the last of the paper bundles as you will see to-morrow here are half a dozen new tools which i find i need if i am to do anything of this kind really well isn't that a nice little hammer and you remember that we hadn't any chisel or screwdriver that a man could properly work with mrs hurd gazed at her husband while tears rose to her eyes theodore she said huskily you have realized one of my dearest hopes with all your faults you have always been far ahead of other men and now 
now i am almost afraid you are too perfect you're sure that you do feel quite well and haven't any sharp pain darting through your chest the following morning mr hurd began to carry out his good resolutions immediately after breakfast and when the younger children urged him to go for a walk he informed them that father had some very important work to do but that they might watch him if they liked mrs hurd met him soon afterwards mounting the attic stairs followed by a procession of willing helpers where are you going theodore she inquired it is a long time since we had the tank cleaned out he responded and i see no need of paying an incompetent and expensive plumber who brings another man to stand around and look at him for doing a simple thing like that very well dear his wife said encouragingly only are you sure that you understand all about it of course i do he replied a trifle indignantly and mrs hurd realizing that she ought to have more confidence in him than to suggest such a possibility retired meekly to her own room where she quietly settled herself to her embroidery it is such a comfort to have theodore interested in these little household matters she murmured contentedly it is an education for the children too she meditated as she listened to them running up and down stairs to bring their father first one thing and then another and heard his voice from above instructing them to start all the faucets running in the bathroom and to bring him a pail and two or three sponges in the course of five minutes her youngest son appeared at her elbow what is it johnny she questioned father wants his other pair of glasses he announced he's just mashed his best ones what those beautiful new pebbles mrs hurt cried regretfully how did it happen oh he was just looking down into the tank and they dropped off and struck on a piece of lead pipe johnny answered skipping gaily away with the other pair of glasses to him these little casualties added greatly to the enjoyment of the occasion in a short space of time a rap at mrs hurd's door caused her to look up from her work in the doorway stood the cook apparently much agitated oh mum she gasped breathlessly some thins a leakin will yez come down to the kitchen sure and the ceilin's all wet and drippin down on me mrs hurd sprang up they must have let the bathtub overflow she exclaimed come we must all turn to the mops cloths and all the sponges we can get hold of i suppose you know theodore that you have flooded the house she called upstairs adding quick johnny bring me down all those sponges this very minute as johnny came leisurely downstairs with the necessary sponges he remarked gleefully pa couldn't clean it out much of any after all he says that no one but the plumber can get at it at this point having reached his mother's side he whispered he's broken his other glasses too but he said we needn't say anything to you about it a little later in the morning when the household had once more resumed its usual atmosphere of tranquillity mr hurd entered the sitting-room with an air of quiet determination i am going to adjust that new gas-burner 
that i bought so long ago he remarked displaying it oh theodore don't you think you had better leave it till the gas man comes his wife remonstrated nonsense he responded i should hope that i could screw on a simple fixture like that boys he added just run down cellar and bring me up the tallest steps and then ask jane if she knows where the monkey wrench was put mrs hurd withdrew once more to the seclusion of her own apartments after a timid protest regarding the danger of allowing the gas to escape too freely she embroidered peacefully for a few moments and was beginning to congratulate herself that all was well when a dull thud accompanied by a crash caused her to spring to her feet oh what has happened she called out in agonized tones are you killed theodore mrs hurd rushed frantically downstairs in time to catch sight of her husband picking himself up from the floor where he had apparently been seated amidst shattered fragments of several glass globes which had accompanied his sudden descent while the voices of the children questioned anxiously have you hurt yourself papa before his family could ascertain how badly he had been injured he rose majestically swelling with righteous indignation and even refusing to allow mrs hurd to examine the cut on his left wrist which was bleeding freely from too close a contact with one of the defunct gas globes it is shameful to keep a pair of steps like that in the cellar of any respectable house he thundered crunching the broken glass underfoot they are only fit for kindling wood they should have been chopped up long ago long ago i never in my life saw such a shiftless set of people nobody takes a bit of interest in anything about the house but everything is left for me to attend to and i i have nothing more important to do than to spend my time regulating the contents of the attic and the cellar and now look at that and he pointed upwards to the half-adjusted gas fixture mrs hurd turned her eyes in that direction and allowed them to rest regretfully on the chandelier which was bent far out from its usual position and no longer hung at right angles from the ceiling never mind that theodore she said consolingly i am thankful that it broke your fall we shall have to get the gas man here to fix it and he can finish adjusting the new burner at the same time so please say you won't attempt to do anything more to it just now won't you theodore and mr hurd said he wouldn't after luncheon mrs hurd urged that it would be a good chance for them to make a long talked-of call on their new neighbors across the way i've been waiting for you to go with me theodore she ventured persuasively but he shook his head and insisted that he didn't feel like making calls then i'll run over without you she said resignedly thinking that he might be feeling somewhat lame after his fall from the tallest steps i shan't be gone long she said pleasantly looking into the library where her husband was settled comfortably with his pipe and one of the magazines why don't you take a nap while i'm gone she suggested pausing with her hand on the front doorknob then she went cheerfully on her way when mrs hurd returned three-quarters of an hour later 
a strong odor of paint greeted her nostrils mingled with another unmistakably like benzine johnny she inquired of her youngest boy who was buried in a book in a distant corner of the library where is your father oh he's upstairs painting the back entry he responded i was helping him but i got some paint on me and he sent me down here on you his mother exclaimed scrutinizing him hastily say rather all over your lovely new suit oh johnny how could you be so careless mrs hurd hurried upstairs guided by an increasing odor of paint which plainly bespoke the continuance of mr hurd's good resolutions as she opened the door into the back entry her husband's voice called to her to look out for the paint i've painted the door on both sides he concluded but this warning came too late for already her velvet cape had swept against the newly coated surface this was more than flesh and blood could withstand and mrs hurd's pent-up indignation burst forth i should think that you had done enough harm for one day theodore she exclaimed reproachfully my best cape is entirely ruined and you know it isn't paid for yet i meant to have told you that the bill for it came only yesterday go back don't come out here my dear mr hurd cried excitedly we've just met with an accident they will happen in the best regulated families you know here his voice took on a more persuasive tone as he cast a hurried look at his wife who stood like some avenging spirit in the doorway and then he stooped down and continued to rub the carpet energetically with a roll of cloth which he held in one hand have you decided to paint the entry carpet with a whole roll of my emergency bandages theodore mrs hurt said coldly i thought you had bought yourself a new brush for that purpose then she relented slightly at sight of his dejected countenance as he knelt upon the floor what was the catastrophe this time she questioned mournfully i was opening that largest pot of paint and very excellent paint it is too he responded volubly when johnny knocked my elbow wholly by accident my dear and sent the contents all over the floor so we have had rather bad work here with it but it's pretty much all up now he announced with an effort at great cheerfulness as he gave a final rub with the emergency bandage after all this carpet is about worn out mr hurd went on so a little paint on it doesn't matter moreover i told the boys that they might as well begin to take it right up and i would see about getting a new one to-morrow they're workers i can tell you why they have taken out all the tacks already and by the way johnny stepped on one and ran it into his foot and i told him he had better let you look at the place to see if there was any danger of his having lockjaw or anything of that sort i will go and bathe his foot in hot water at once she replied turning to depart then she paused and looked across the back entry at her husband who stood confronting her in his shirt-sleeves may i ask why the stopper is out of that bottle of benzine she queried oh he answered meekly putting in the cork 
i got a little paint on my own coat and i thought that benzine would take it off i've heard you say that it was the best thing mrs hurd lifted her skirts gingerly and stepped across the entry carpet i will take your coat and get off the paint theodore she said reassuringly if you will promise me one thing promise me that you will under no circumstances help any more about the house very well he assented then i won't melt up any of that glue i brought home to mend the chairs with no no indeed she protested earnestly if you have any love for me theodore say that you will do nothing of the sort it is all very well for ordinary men men who haven't your talents and ability to do such things but with you it is quite different you are capable of something better spend your holidays any way you like go to the club go fishing eat smoke play billiards but give me your word that whatever happens you will never be helpful about the house again and with his hand upon the benzine bottle mr hurd took a solemn oath that he never would end of section five